0: Crawl space. I'm Kim Crawl. My voice is all crackly. Oh fun! I'm back in the world, guys. So my it's like um oh I'm supposed to say I'm reporting to you not live from my closet. Ah, uh, this is Crawl space. I'm back in the world. So um you know when you haven't really talked a lot like I've talked a lot. I guess I talk a lot. I talk a lot. I which brings me to I started a new job right. The bar job it's going okay I don't know I I'm finding myself uh freaked out about shifts or if this girl likes me or if that dude likes me and I'm like oh my god it's 2011 again do not care about this like don't care about this but it's just I think it's just because I'm out in the world again and like um it's an adjustment you know it's an adjustment and restaurant jobs are very high school clicky and I think I think all jobs probably are high school clicky. I remember I used to work at a bank years ago. Uh, I worked at like an online bank. So it was like a big office. Like it was so weird. I had to wear like, like it wasn't. We were supposed to wear suits every day or like, uh, dre- what is it called? Business attire. I was like, dress up? No, that's like a prom dress. Um, But like business attire every day. And I found these yoga pants that kind of look like slacks. So I just wear yoga pants every day. And now I look back, I'm like, they Totally knew that I was wearing yoga pants, but no one ever said anything. Um, but uh, even then, I just—I don't know. I maybe like even then it was like a high school environment. Like I—I've always said that high school, like life, is like high school. High school just like helped you prepare for how clicky and catty life might be, and like to get you to just not give a fuck, right? I remember like at the bank, I would eat by myself uh, like our training class. And then I've made friends with a girl in the training class and then she and I would eat, but then like the popular crew at all. And they didn't like me. And the funny thing is, is you look back I, like, I'm, uh, I don't know how to put this. Cause I know I'm very likable. And I know like, if I say like, people don't like me, my listeners, my, my friends, you guys are going to be like, no, we like you. But I mean, like I'm, I'm, I don't know how to put this. A lot of like insecure people don't like me. Oh, that sounds really shitty. Um, cause I, how I know this is like this, this bank job, the quote unquote popular kids, uh, you know, didn't. Didn't like me, or they like. It's not that they didn't like me, but they didn't want me to like sit with them. Yeah, they didn't like me. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to be like they liked me. No, they didn't really like me. Um, but years later, they all follow me on Instagram. They like all my shit. I don't follow them back. I'm like, you guys were kind of shitty back then. But like, but so like, it, it is like I I don't know. I feel like everything I'm gonna say next. It's like remember that story I told you about my beginning acting class in college. And how I got into that this like the acting emphasis program, which was really difficult to like one of the top in the country at the time. It was really difficult to get into at my college. And none of my beginning acting class people got in. I was the only one. Now, in their defense, I did really just fuck off in that class. I'm going to take a deep breath. Um, I did just really fuck off in that class. So, like, they didn't ever see me as a good actress. They just saw me as a girl that just fucked off and flirted with Nathaniel. Oh, Nathaniel. um, And then they, nobody else got into the acting em- emphasis and they didn't like me before I got into the acting emphasis. I'm just different. And so I'm just, you know, there's, I'm just different. I speak my mind. I'm, I shine. I shine, bitches. Just kidding. I don't know why I said that. Uh, but yeah, they went and they like protested. They protested me getting into the acting emphasis and like tried to like overturn the decision. It didn't work. Um, it did work with my self-esteem that made me leave. I told you guys the story a couple weeks ago. Uh, but so I'm finding myself in the same predicament. And it's just like I just have to just not give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like this job is not the end all be all. And I made it up. I made up like I get in my head and I make up. Yeah, that's why I'm going to take a deep breath. <sighs> Do you want to take one with me? If you're like running around and just like really stressed out, let's just take a deep breath. I just haven't been present. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's 2011 again and I'm just like worried about what these, uh, what my 22 year old coworkers think of me and I talk a lot. I do. Oh, that was the point of the beginning of this. Um, I talk a lot and a kid that I work with who actually I adore. I really like him. He's a really sweet, he's like 23 maybe. I don't know, but he's maybe, I think I made up that he's 23. He might be like 28. I don't know how old he is. I don't know age. I don't know. Like, just like, but he did go, he goes, I said something about I talk a lot and he goes, no shit. And I was like, do they already know I talk a lot? Like I was trying to hold back, but, um, I do talk a lot to tables and that, oh God. Okay. I don't want to spend this whole podcast talking about fucking, but I'm, I'm just out in the world again. And I don't know, for those of you who haven't gone back out, like some of you had to stay out the whole time. So you're not going to have any idea what I'm talking about. Like some of you, uh, you know, uh, were essential workers, hospitals, grocery stores, all that stuff. So you were out the whole time. You never isolated. And those of you who are still isolating, like in lockdown quarantine, which is what i almost wish I was still doing but it is nice to be making money again it's nice to not rely on the sociopaths in our government over their massive disagreements and whoever they have in their pocket like you know what I like it's just so insane but it's nice not to like have to worry about that anymore like that's not out of my control but now that I'm out in the world again it's such an adjustment like I'm saying the weirdest shit and I'm just so uncomfortable and I'm like now I'm like convinced like my whole entire all my coworkers hate me I have no basis, uh, I have no um, proof of this, nothing has happened, nothing at all, I mean they're all like best friends, it's like clicky, it's like high school clicky, but I've never, I never fit in, I've never fit in, I've always marched to the beat of my own drum, and uh, and which usually means I get a lot of people, a lot of really rad people want to be in my corner, um, the people who also march to the beat of their own drum, Um, and it is really funny there is always one like like if we if we use the high school diagram uh, analogy yeah that's what I'm looking for there's always one popular girl who secretly likes me but doesn't want it's just like oh yeah we're pals but like don't tell anybody that I really like you and that's not what's happening here but it's definitely really clicky and they are really young and there is one girl that used to work at Big Wang's and like I can't remember if I used to bully her. I never bullied anybody. I just like, she works hard, so, and she's not stupid, so I can't picture me being mean to her. And I wasn't mean to anybody. Wow, let me rephrase that. The girls that didn't like me at Big Wang's were the ones that were lazy and kind of dumb. The lazy ones, especially, because it was just like, I'm not gonna run around. I'm not gonna do your whole job for you while you sit on your phone, so, and I speak my mind. I guess I needed to get that out. I don't know. So I, my, my, I'm really tired. My body hurts. Cause like I haven't, I'm waiting tables because there's no bar, te- there's no bar. So it's just like one bartender and then everyone else is like going out into the tables. And when I was working at the other spot, I was like, hell no, I'm bartending. That's what I want to do. But I think it's just cause it was a different environment. It was just like a gross North Hollywood environment. No offense if you live in North Hollywood, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, I was like I don't want to go to those tables this is just like more of a classy place where people won't grab at you or yell at you they kind of do still it's so weird can I have a public service announcement if you are going to restaurants and you're not getting the quick service you are used to pre-pandemic and you think they're really understaffed yeah they're really understaffed because the business was closed for months and they're trying to stay open so if like so we on Monday night we had two there we had four people working a bartender a barback, back or a bar, like a, a, a bus boy who was like doing everything and two servers and we were we ran we did not stop running for six hours like literally did not I, I walked 10 miles that's a lie that's a full-blown lie I did the 10,000 steps in six hours is that that much I don't actually know it was whatever you it was a lot okay it was a lot I exaggerate a lot but it really it was a lot and so many people were just like you're belly understaffed it's like yeah the business is trying to stay open and also there's a fucking pandemic be grateful that people are risking their lives and wear your fucking mask all right that's the only I'm done ranting about that but it is it is it's a definitely an adjustment and I'm trying to find balance I'm trying to find balance because I I I know my ego is like, I should be bartending, but every other part of me is like, do you really want to waste more RAM on trying to like, remember new drinks where shit is? Or do you like the waitressing is just like autopilot. Like I didn't even train there. They just were like, those are the table numbers. and I was like, cool. I'll wing it. And not that like bartending is like cool. I'll wing it. But there's like seven cocktails with each is like 0.25, this five point. So my ego wants To bartend my ego is like I'm a bartender, not a waitress. But the the real part of me, you know, not the ego. What like for you psychology people, you'll say it's like the id. No, I think the id something else. Whatever, my true self is what I'm gonna call it. Um, knows that it doesn't fucking matter. Like it doesn't. Like I just want to make money. I don't need to make friends. I want to make money. I want to go home, and I have this that i'm growing this is growing if you could share this with someone you think might like it it would really really help me i'm trying to get more downloads so i can get some sponsors so i don't have to wait tables anymore i don't you know what i mean this is my my and if you like it you know maybe share it with people that might be cool i think i want to make stickers too and like like um i have space stickers on my website again i have merch um I think I told you that a couple of weeks ago. I'm pretty excited about it. I have this hoodie that says sweet sweet and creepy and I cannot wait for it to get cool enough for me to wear it. Um but I think I'm gonna get stickers and just hand them out to my tables because like a bunch of tables are asking about my podcast and well, they're not like you look like you might have a podcast. I talked to them for a little while, the stand up comic thing comes out, whatever. Um, so I'm just trying to find balance. Anyone else like getting out back in the world? Um is really overwhelming, especially since I've just been home alone for, you know, seven months and getting back out in the world, like doing comedy. Have I talked to you guys since I did my last show? No, I didn't. Have I? Oh my God. That's way more important than my... I am going to try and make a vow. Let's see make a time. Okay. I've been on here for like ten minutes maybe. Um, we're gonna give myself every week seven minutes to ramble about this stu- this dopey bar. because um, it doesn't matter. And and like I will if I like placate to my like my like, you know, the insecure side of myself that I've been working so hard on, I could talk for an hour about all the insecurities I have at new, working at a new job and like freaking out. I mean, we all kind of secretly think everyone hates us right even though like I know people don't hate me it's so crazy does anybody else have that it's just um Jesus man yeah um well like I I said I I grew up with the two most important people in a person's life um they didn't care either I mean I know they loved me they loved me the best they could but you know um when you grow up in that environment you develop a voice in your head that makes you, that tries to convince you you're not enough and that nobody likes you. So I've been actively quieting that voice. And now that I'm back out in the world, it's, um, it's a little hard. It's a little, it's a little, um, yeah, it's a little, it's not easy, but it, you know, it's been a week, you know, it's been, or it's been like two weeks, but it's been like a week of consistently being around people and it's just going to take some time just gonna take some time my Jehovah's Witness family told me they would listen to this or my comedy and they would they basically were like we'd love you more if they didn't say that but it was just like you should do this and we'd 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 support you they told me they would support me more in my career if I was more like Jim Gaffigan (laughs) and nothing against Jim Gaffigan it was really funny I was like oh did you see his Twitter rant and they're like what and I was like, yeah, he, he like broke. He like snapped uh, during the RNC, like snapped and like went on a Twitter rant. And a bunch of people were like, you just lost a fan. And he was like, I don't give a fuck. And they were like, oh my. So sorry, Jim Gavigan. I might have gotten a bunch of Jehovah's Witnesses not to like you either. But yeah, they were like, we we tried to listen to one minute of one of your stand ups or one of my podcasts. And apparently it took one minute for them to not listen to it. um, So my first stand up was a week ago. I forgot. Like the time is so weird it's just so weird so my first stand-up so it was really cool because I um I was really scared I know I kind of told you last week that I was really scared um because uh two of the comics were like national headliners and then the other one is touring you know he tours all over the country with national headliners Uh, he opens for them and so I was kind of the like the the least experienced one the least um you know the the career wise the underdog I guess um and so I show up first I'm so fucking nervous I can't even tell you it was it was like the very first time like a virgin um it was it was very it was very uh yeah god I was so fucking scared I was so fucking scared I was like 40 minutes early too I was the first one there uh the host obviously was there and and I come up, and I know I knew I was gonna go first. Like I knew the host was gonna do like ten, and I knew whatever I was minutes I was gonna get because, well, I mean, first of all, I've produced shows before, and um, yeah, I've I mean I've, I've been doing this long enough, and I could tell level of funniness and level of experience. I I did get the the last people wrong, but um, I swapped them, but I I knew that I would be first. And I knew I'd be first because the one guy and I were uh, comparable, uh, were comparable comedy wise. I, I, it's so funny. I try to like tiptoe around what I'm trying to say, but I, I do know that I was going to start cause I am strong, but I'm not the headliner. Do you know what I mean? If that makes sense. Um, so I knew I was going to be first and I was like all day, I just knew it. And I was like, just don't get in your head about being first. Just fucking. And the thing about being first is you set the tone for the whole show. Like the host does or the, the you know the, whoever bites the bullet sets the tone and and it's not that like comics after someone if someone bites the uh, you know someone goes first and then they bomb it's not like the comics can't come back from that it's just like it's a little bit harder right and so I get there and I was like okay I'm first there's only four of us including the host and I'm like how much time am I doing and she's like all of you are doing 20 minutes and I'm like fuck 20 fucking minutes. I haven't done stand up since March 11th. March 11th. The last time I did stand up comedy, like 20 fucking minutes. What the fuck am I going to talk about for 20 fucking minutes, right? And I know I talk in here for like an hour, but like I can't stand on stage and do what I'm doing right now cuz sometimes I cry in here. <laughs> I will say I have cried on stage twice. Twice. One time it was the day my dad died, so that's totally fair, and everyone in the room knew that my dad died, and it was like a booked open mic, and it was actually very beautiful, and then the other time, uh, my boyfriend, remember Jimmy the Dragon, uh, he had just broken up with me, and I was trying to make my Jimmy the Dragon jokes, but I was still sad, so in the middle of talking about it, I teared up. I think I cried. Yeah. Did I tear up or I cry? I don't know. It was like a middle ground of that, Um, but I was like, fuck, 20 minutes, man, like I don't I was like, all right, well, I guess. And then the other three show up. And uh, uh, Jen Murphy, who is one of the funniest fucking women out there, said, Sound, she's like, 20 fucking minutes? And I'm like, I I don't, I don't, all of us are like, fuck. And then Jeremiah Walken, Sam Goldstein, those are the four that were on the show. And they were like, all of us were like, we don't have 20 fucking minutes. Like, it felt really good to be around these powerhouses that were also scared of 20 minutes cuz it's just like you we haven't done it in so long and it's just like so she's on stage and we're like well maybe we could ask if we could do like 15 or 12 like maybe 15 let's all shave off 5 and i'm like well fuck i'm going to be up there so i'm not going to know you know like i'm not going to fucking know if if you guys got her to go down to 15 so i was like whatever happens give me the light at 2 minutes like when i have 2 minutes left and i don't know if you know if you're familiar with stand up the light is in the back when they give you it's usually a minute light Longer sets or headliners have different lights. Like a headliner sometimes will be like, give me, you know, light me when I've been going for 45 or something. You know what I mean? It's all different. But like for the most part, it's one minute. But since it was longer, she was doing how, uh, different lights. And so I was like, just light me when I have two minutes. So. I get up there, and for some reason, I bring so much stuff. Well, 20 minutes to me, so it felt like a fucking eternity. I was like, I'm gonna get dry mouth for sure up there. There's no way I'm gonna not get dry mouth. I ordered wine, and I was like, Don't bring the wine up there because he'll break the glass, it'll be a whole thing. So it was like, Bring the water up, and then I have my mask, I have my own microphone. Um, Yeah, those are, so I like, I, and I didn't want to put my mask under my chin. I wanted to just take it off. So I didn't, I was just like so freaked out about anything distracting me that I was just going to bomb. And it was like, there's probably like 30 people there. Um, You know, it was, it was obviously social distanced. Uh, We all had our own microphones. It was super safe. Um, She sanitized the entire thing every time we went up there, which is so funny because all the comics sit together. We're all sitting together without our masks on, but I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the rules anymore you know what I mean like I I think we should just shut down for two months the government should pay us all to stay home for two months and we'd knock this motherfucker out it'd be done but now it's like well what do we do like so we're all sitting at the whatever so it's just funny that she wiped it down I mean it's what she has to do but we're all sitting there anyway but um but um so I go up there and I look out in the audience 10 seconds 10 seconds it took me to get my first laugh and then I was home I don't know how to describe it I was fucking home man it was just like oh yeah I I I own this stage I don't own it the a good friend of mine Justin Ruppel uh I he wrote this beautiful thing about the stage and how it's like a timeshare and we don't own it but we rent it for that however long we're up there and it's our home and I was home and um I was not like Jim Gaffigan. I love my family. It's like, oh, we would like to. I'm like, you will never like my comedy. Ever. I will never be a per- Like, my comedy. They're like, will you make us laugh without, without. And I'm just like, oh, boy. But I was home, guys. It was, it was, Uh, I did talk about my first date where the guy open hand slapped me in the middle of us fooling around. That actually, I think there's something there. There's something there. I got, I, like, I wrote a couple new jokes. The next morning I woke up, wrote a couple more jokes. Um, oh, it feels so good. It feels so good. And talking about this, oh, thank you for listening. Cause sitting in here talking about this just makes me makes all the bullshit I've been worried about with this new job melt completely the fuck away. In five years when I am I I have not shared all my goals with you guys, but I will. But what not now, but um when I'm where I wanna be, maybe not five years, who knows? A year, six months uh, things are rapidly moving. It's very exciting. Um, when, when I, you know, whenever I'm part ways from this place, I'm not going to look back and be like, man, I should have worried more about what they thought of me and talking to you about this thing that I love so much that I'm good at. Ah, it just makes all the other bullshit melt away. And it just makes you look at like what truly matters. So I, I'm making them laugh. I'm really making them laugh. Oh my god, it feels so fucking good. If you're a comedian and you're listening, you know what I mean. And if you've not gone out there yet, and you've only done Zoom, and you're about to go out on your first live show, oh my god, it's your home. On the flip side, I've talked to a couple of other comedians who have start who went back out, uh, did their first live show, and they've done. You know, we've all uh, hopefully, hopefully, we've all. I mean, I hope you're in the camp of you did some work on yourself and were able to take this pause to look at your life and like what's important. Um, a lot of us did. And I know some comedians who went up and was like, I don't like this. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm a different human now. And it's interesting. And, and I commend that's so brave to me, dude. It's so brave to me to want something all your life and then one day be like, oh, it's okay to change my goal and my dream. There's no shame in it. There's no because there's so much ego. You know what I mean? You don't want to admit like, like, oh, it like to the world, it looks like you gave up. And it's like, no, I just I found something else I love. Like, I was moved here to be an actress, right? And though I do sometimes like to practice monologues all by myself in my apartment, um, I, I, it's not the number one forefront goal. And I was, ta- I was talking to my a family member and I was like, well, I'm not really an actress. And she goes, well, you wanted to be one. That's what you used to want to be. And it's like yeah i grew up and i shifted and i changed and i think it's okay to do that like if i tomorrow decided i didn't want to be a funny person anymore and i wanted to open a bakery in des moines idaho is des moines in idaho i don't fucking know i think it is i don't i don't know much about history um i just i just smelt the microphone um i don't know why i did that uh because uh sometimes they smell and mine doesn't so that means sometimes you go you're you'll be at an open mic and the microphone will smell and I'm always paranoid that it's me um but it's usually some stinky dude uh oh it's so good so I'm up there I'm making him laugh and uh I I I brushed over that other thing and maybe we'll go back to it but it's okay to change your dream it's okay to change your course and change your mind and learn and grow. Fuck. I say this so often. Like, it's just like, we like shame people. If like, if someone's ignorant and it, you know, it doesn't, didn't grow up around a lot. You know, I, like I said, I I grew up thinking abortion was murder. Gay was wrong. And, uh, it's an illegal alien a lot. And then I went to college and lucky. And I'm going to, I probably will say the, this story multiple times, forever on the podcast outside the podcast in a book somewhere I don't know but I just think thank God thank God when I was spouting off this ignorant hate I I was met with women it was mostly women I, I not that the men in my life weren't wonderful at the time but I was mostly open with the women about how I felt about this and uh, I was spouting off ignorant hate and instead of them being like fuck her like she's an ignorant bigot like instead of doing that They sat on the other side of the table with me. Now, grant you, I wasn't yelling like hate. I was just yelling ignorance. And it wasn't like, no, I'm never going to change my mind. So I understand there are some people that is just like screaming at a wall and you're like, I don't fucking care. But these three women sat on the other side of the table with me and was like, why do you believe that? Well, can I explain all these other things? And so I just like, you know, I think it's okay to change our minds. It's okay to grow, evolve. And, um and i'm i'm grateful that i went on that stage and it was still home cuz i've never felt more comfortable like i feel like i've worked i've i've been working my entire life to figure out i want to be a stand up comedian like everything i've done every every single person who says I talk too much or I talk, you talk a lot by the way everyone talks a lot as a person who talks a lot it means I notice when people talk a lot I'm also a very good listener so I a lot of people out there talk a lot and most of the time the people who say you talk a lot they talk way more than you talk um but I I've been working my whole life to find this dream or figure out my place and this is the place so I'm making them laugh and she gives me the light so I assume. I got you know two minutes left and I look at her I'm like oh fuck it's already over she goes you still have seven minutes you can take the 20 and I was like so they they were lighting me at 12 or 13 minutes so we were all only gonna do 15 but she's like you can take the 20 and I was like I'm gonna take the fucking 20 and I told my puke on dick joke if you don't know what that is you can look it up (laughs) you can look it up I'm not gonna tell a joke on here um Maybe someday, but not in this moment. But I told, that joke is going to evolve so wonderfully post-COVID. So wonderfully, because I wrote more to it on stage. I write on stage. I've never been a person that sits down and is like, what is funny to me? I'll go on stage. I'll say something in the moment. It gets a laugh. I'll go home. Then I'll write it down. Ah, That's a lie. I don't write it down for a long time. Um, I'm working on it, though. I need to start writing it down, because... Um I think I've lost a lot of material over the years just by not writing anything down. Um and then I did 20 minutes. I did 20 fucking minutes. And and people people laughed. And then Sam killed, Jen killed, Jeremiah killed. We all did 20 minutes and we all fucking did so great. Thank you Melanie, by the way if you're listening. Thank you so much for the stage time and it was it was so great. And then we all did 20 and uh, one of them came up to me and they're like, you kind of set the show, this the tone of the show. Like if you didn't kill it, it would have been, you know, it would have, it would have changed course. And we just, it was just so great. And these two powerhouse comedians came with Sam, J.C. Krajas, Krajas, Um, That's an inside joke between him and I. Um, is it, I don't know if it, I, I just can't say his last name. So I always go, Carrius. uh, He's very funny. And Ralph Garro were there and they were like, you're funny. And it's just like, that's the funny thing, like as a comic, and I I think this is pretty universal, I was more afraid about what the comics were going to think of me, because the audience, I know that that is something... That is something that I can dig up from or some audiences, you know, some audiences are more conservative, but like the comics thinking you're funny, that's when I don't know. And I'm trying to get away from that too. I'm trying to just go up there and just do my thing and just hopefully everybody laughs. But I came back and they laughed. The one thing that did happen that I want to talk about, um, the one thing that did happen was I, uh, this woman came up to me afterwards and I was sitting with JC and Ralph and uh, she was like, oh my God, you were so funny. And I was like, thank you. They're comics too. And she kind of looked at them. They didn't perform, by the way. She looked at them and she kind of smiled and was like, hi. And then she went back to me and kept talking about how funny I was. And then she left and JC looked at me and goes, why'd you do that? And I was like, do what? He goes, she was complimenting you. We didn't even perform on this goddamn stage. Like, why did you deflect and put, because I'm, I mean, I think a lot of it is I'm not used to being around humans. So like, I already had a hard time accepting compliments before or like love. I mean, I've talked to you guys about this, like accepting healthy, productive, wonderful love makes me want to crawl out of my fucking skin because I grew up around chaos and chaos, chaos and neglect and abandonment were what I was told love was so now and it's just the funny thing is so And I've done all this work on myself alone right not alone obviously I've had like my 12-step group I've had a lot of support but I mean a lot I haven't had interaction with humans to kind of like see how I'm doing with the work if that makes any sense and so now I am like giving a trust tr- uh, uh, test run a, tr- uh, a test run of you know my new insides and it's, it's a little clunky. And that's fine. And that's because I'm a human. And it's going to be two steps forward, one step back, two steps, it progress, not perfection, you know, all that stuff. And yeah, it's still and it's like now I'm out in the world and I get to try out this new Kim Crawl, And um, it's clunky. It's really clunky. It's very chaotic in my head. I think that's why I bring up the bar world is because like it's really chaotic in my head like where it's like two voices it's like the old voice and the new voice and luckily the old voice is getting quieter but it's still there it's still like they don't love you they don't like you you're too loud you talk too much she's not saying that you're not she's only saying you're funny because she feels bad for you like that you know like that running fucking tape recorder that I think we all have I mean hopefully if you do, you're able, you're, you're also actively working on it because whatever your tapes say, it's not you. It's whatever environment you grew up in that you, you know, it's, it's whatever bullshit you were told over and over and over again. You're not enough. You're not good enough. Like all that. And you can get past that. It does take a lot of work. Like I told you, I, I, I look at myself every night in the mirror. I tell myself, I love you. You're enough. And I forgive you. Sometimes I'm naked while I do it for the whole vulnerability thing you know for the full acceptance of myself um you say that funny I said that to the Jehovah's Witnesses and they were like oh I'm like yeah I stand and look at myself naked in the mirror and I tell myself I'm enough uh but it was in the thing about now being out in the world with this new new voice is I'm hyper aware of the old voice the old voice used to just be where I lived you know like it was like I didn't notice it because that was just the only voice. And that was just where it was. Like I, I walked through the world thinking that uh, I was always probably wrong. Um, no one probably liked me. And if they did like me, it's because they felt bad for me. Um, felt bad for me for what? It's anyone's guess. Uh, growing up the way I grew up, uh, one of the traits is I confuse love and pity. I tend to love people I can pity and rescue. So therefore, I think when people love me, they must pity and, and p- pity me and think they can fix me. And that's just not real. That's just not, I mean, that's not what love is. And so now I have this, old, now I'm hyper aware of this old voice, which is good. It's like they, it's they, um, this is program talk, uh, but the three A's, awareness, acceptance, action. So now I'm aware of all of this. And I can't just jump right to action. Like I can't just jump to like shutting the old voice up. I got to accept it. I got to accept all parts of me. You know, I don't know if this is, this is a far cry from all the, uh, yelling at you for wearing a mask. You know, this is a little bit deeper, but it was, um, you know what I'm saying? Normal. And like the last few weeks I've been, it's, it's hard right now. God, it's so hard right now. And the only thing we can do is just focus on our own shit and uh, the shit that we can control. You know, um, it is, I, I talked to a woman yesterday who I love very, very much. She is one of my best friends on the planet and um it's starting to get to her too and then I uh, a dear friend of mine posted a thing where he was like it's starting to get to me like just we're just still in this pandemic and and the numbers aren't stopping people are like we passed 200,000 people dying dead 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 people like and there's and we still have half the country who thinks it's like a conspiracy and made up which is so crazy can you imagine being that person can you like what does your life look like Jesus Christ and uh saying that like wearing a mask infringes on their rights like it's just like we're still it's just and you know with um Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing away that was oh man I want to get to I want to talk about that for a little bit too but it's just like being out in the world again um it's hard it's all really hard right now so take another deep breath if you're sitting here listening to all this and I know my 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 brain is like bees right Ray um Ray's a listener and an old friend not I don't, I'm not just calling someone Ray um <laughs> uh but just like be really nice to yourself it's a it's a hard time dude it's a really hard time um nothing's certain be nice to each other um yeah Ruth Bader's Gin, Ginsburg uh I, I, um, I send a message to my cousin, Maggie. So as I said, I grew up, my, my father was a misogynistic Republican who, um, would say things like she was nothing but a secretary. Um, you know, just, I, he just, you know, whenever my period hurt, which they do, unless you're a woman, shut the fuck up about it. Uh, you have no idea what it feels like inside of us when that is happening Um, basically we have these bodies that prep to get pregnant every month and then when we don't get pregnant it just like it just guts the inside of our uterus to then prepare to get pregnant again next month until it just guts so just like it's not pleasant and but my dad used to tell me used to be like don't be one of those women who complain about their period like if uh, i mean we've already talked about that man he he was a he was a special man, um, to put it like, uh, to be very nice about it. But, um, you know, I, I, I had, I had this cousin Maggie, she is the oldest and I'm the second oldest. So she's like three years older than me and I've always looked up to her and she's, uh, she's always been very progressive, very women's rights feminist, right? Like she's been in front on, on front pages of local newspapers for like protesting shit, right? Like she is just, she, she inspires me to, um. And when I was younger, I might cry, Uh, when I was younger, um, I I had a lot of questions about, you know, I mean, by younger, I mean, when I got to college and and high school, even asking about women's rights and, and what she because she so adamantly believed in the freedom of choice and our autonomy over our own bodies. My dad just so adamantly didn't and just like, we should know, it's all murder, right? And so she... She would answer these questions and never shame me. And when I got to college and I'd ask her those same questions, we'd talk and we'd have these talks about, you know, this other stuff. And like, I'm just, I'm cry- I'm tearing up because I think that's one of the hard, the bad things about right now is that we don't listen, we don't ask enough, we don't ask enough questions. We, we're so guarded about not being right, you know, and that it's just like, and she never did that. She never she never shamed me for my ignorant upbringing and so after RGB passed I just thought of her and I thought of all the strong women that just like have like lifted me up over my life and like have educated me and it's fought for our rights and and I just and I sent her a message and like I just I don't know the RGB death was rough man it was rough uh what a cool fucking lady right what a cool broad and the only thing we can do now is yeah I, I have equal parts really sad really sad this woman spent like the, the, her last breaths trying to fight for equality and and just what just grief you know when you when some when the world loses uh, a superhero it's sad and then I have equal parts gratitude um a lot of stuff I didn't know that she fought for. Um, I can have my own bank account because of that woman. How crazy is that? We take that for granted. I don't know what I would do. I would I'd have to be married right now. with my track record with men, Jesus, who would I be married to? A Jimmy the dragon, probably. He would blow all of our money. I wouldn't be able to have, I'd have like a mattress or something. I, I don't even know, but like, And then equal parts fear. I'm terrified of a world without a woman like that. Uh, Everything I'm reading about who Trump wants to replace her with, she is, she's... Very scary. She wants to. Uh, uh, one of the big things, and it doesn't really happen, is that church and state are separated. That's one of the big things that this country is like built on, right? I don't know if it was built on it, but it was. You know, it's one of the big main things that we say. I mean, it blurs all of the time. All of the time, it's blurred. But at least it's still. There she's like I want to combine them and make this the kingdom of God or she said something wild like that. It's like fuck. So equal parts scared. And the thing is is like I'm going to be fine. Like Kim Kraw will be fine. I am nearing the age where um birth control isn't any longer uh, like I like it's not me i'm worried about and like that's that's the thing i i that's that's what's so crazy about our i think mostly our country a big uh, it's very it's it's pretty common among people who live in our country well doesn't affect me so i don't care that's empathy you just described empathy you know who else doesn't have empathy jeffrey dahmer john wayne gacy people cut other people up into little pieces they don't have empathy so like you being like that doesn't affect me so i don't care Fuck you. Show that like 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 seriously. That's empathy. Like dig deep inside of yourself and be like, uh um Oh boy, I just got, I just got a, a sometimes I get a text in the middle of my rant and then I have to read it because I have, I don't think I have ADD. Maybe I do. Who knows? Um, I've had many people in my life go, you for sure have ADD. I don't think so though, because I have every little story I still want to finish telling you by the end of this thing is over. And I always wrap it up in a little bowl, bow, bow, bowl. Um, but yeah, it just, and then equal parts ready to fucking fight. Like I've. I've never felt this passionate about an election Um, I'm got my application in to work a poll work a a poll the polls Uh, like I think you just work one not the poll like a poll like I'm not gonna be dancing on election day naked Um, I'm gonna be at a I can't say the word Um, you know what I'm saying I'm gonna be volunteering to help people vote there we go Uh, Wow that was very embarrassing I I also am. Oh, this is fun! Mark your calendars, October third. I'm going to be posting it later today. Uh, I am I am producing one hour of a 12 hour comedy Zoom show that um all all pro all all proceeds go to Biden and Harris. Every penny. Um. So all you have to do, I believe it, you just donate something and you get to watch comedy so i'm gonna send i'm gonna post a link i'm gonna post i got i've got some really fucking funny people on my lineup i have uh chris porter who uh last comic standing tours the country he's very 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 funny a woman named carmen morales uh two of my dear friends zane helberg and adrian Earhart, and then another dear friend that used to be on dash with me black pedro um uh very, very funny lineup. It's two o'clock, two p- o'clock Pacific time. I'll be posting that later today. So um I would love it. Even if you can't make the show, I'd love it if you donated too. Like just donate and every penny of it is gonna go. Our goal is to raise five thousand dollars. Um so, uh, which isn't that much. That's the, the low goal. The t- tall goal is $10,000. And Maria Bamford is going to be on there. I mean, we're getting more and more big names that are coming for the 12 hours. So, please mark your your calendars October 3rd. I will be hosting the 2 o'clock hour and I've produced it. So, um, donate, come, all of that. I'll be posting a lot more of it and I'll be probably annoying you with that next week too. Um, but I'm volunteering at the poll. I'm hoping I am. Um, I'm just, it just like equal parts, like ready to just fight man and vote. God damn it. Vote. That is that's a, I'm, I'm up for a dating podcast, I guess, like where they're going to set me up with some guy and we're going to go on a blind date on a podcast. I'm not really sure what I signed up for. Um, I tend to say yes and then ask questions later, which is a massive flaw, but also gets me to have a lot of really fun stories. Um, and they asked me what my my major deal breaker was and my major deal breaker was this prior wow well, no a big hard line in the sand don't want to date a guy who does cocaine even casually just don't it's just not it's just it's not the type of guy i want to date anymore you all know that i have dated a guy who's done a lot of cocaine multiple guys who have done a lot of cocaine so now that's the hard line in the sand but this last couple of years um uh, a guy I dated a couple of years ago uh didn't vote and thought it was stupid but also I think was secretly a Trump supporter um I definitely see, definitely secretly a Republican and by see he just he's in the industry so he was like I'm scared to say how I really feel because I feel like I'll get canceled it's like yeah because you're a privileged white dude who uh, who who has opinions that are not real are right like you know autonomy and uh, gay rights and all that stuff um whatever it doesn't matter but he didn't vote and after him I was like that was the least sexy thing I mean there was a lot of unsexy things about that guy but the least unsexy thing about him and that's a heart that's a deal breaker like a guy who can't be like that can't be bothered to vote that's just ugh. it's it's not it's not I don't know i want i want somebody who how did i get here oh yeah so rgb rest in rest in power lady you know it's fucking it just you look at the like it i was gonna quote buffy the vampire slayer because there's you know into each generation i'll stop uh god i love that show so much oh boy i don't even know what we talked about today yes i do my first stand-up show in seven months so fucking awesome so awesome. I can't wait to do more and I'm going to limit how much unless it's relevant to self-growth or um, I, you know, I just, and when you feel that way, I I don't know. I've, this morning I reached out to a dear friend of mine who's in uh, my 12 step with me because I was having, um I was like spinning out over all these like 26 year old kids not liking me at my new bar, right? And it was just like, oh, it's just that old voice. That old voice is just, just one. and, and, you know. Uh, like it's, uh, it doesn't want to die quickly, easily, like bad habits die hard. You know what I'm trying to say? I don't know. I, I just, I got, I got all into the voting thing again. I cried some, um, I feel like it's not a crawl space if I don't cry. Speaking of, it is not a crawl space. If I don't do a little poop scoop, I might be out of poop. I might be out of pooping my pants stories. I don't know if that is something I'm proud of or ashamed of that it took me 25 episodes, 26 episodes, 25, doesn't matter, to not have any more poop pants stories or plug toilet stories. So I'm going to need you to email me at K-Y-M-K-R-A-L space. So the word space, not like, you know, you know what I mean, right? K r a k y m k r a l s p a c e at gmail.com give me your poop your pants stories give them to me I will say that my the one the poop scoop I wanted to do this week it is astounding how okay maybe not that many times but more than once I have had okay so I have I wear my fake eyelashes and you know how I I don't know if you know how I feel about them I love them so much I wear them I love them um there's a lot of weird opinions about them, too. A lot of people have offered a lot more than you would think have offered up their opinions on whether or not I should wear eyelashes in my adult life, which is just like, if I'm worried about me and you're worried about me, who the fuck's going to worry about you? Um, I saw that guy last night, actually, or two nights ago. He came into the new bar. The guy who t- said that saying, man, he's hot. He's so hot, still hot. But I was just sweaty, just sweaty and rambly. God, just no game, no game on the Karel-ski. Uh That's what I call myself. And I've been calling myself that pretty consistently my whole life, but quietly. And the last seven months, I've been calling myself the Krawlski out loud all the time alone. And the other day at work, I went, well, the Krawlski pretty happy about that. And everyone looked at me and I was like, is this why no one likes me at the high school? Is this why I'm not cool at the high school? Um... So uh, a lot of people have opinions about my fake eyelashes and I used to have like shame around them. So one time I was late for a show, not shame, but like shame that they're pretty, it's vain, right? It's like vanity. And like, if you're too, if you have too much vanity, it can be, it, it it's deemed as shameful, right? Um, now I look at it, I was I just like to look presentable, and I like to take care of myself. Like, I like feeling good about myself. Back then, it was like, oh my god, I'm so vain. I like to wear my eyelashes. So I had an eyelash malfunction, and I needed to pick up glue. I was late for a show, and I decided that it was less embarrassing to tell the, the producer of the show uh, that I had shit my pants instead of saying... <laughs> That I needed to pick up eyelash glue or just like literally anything else. Like there was traffic. Um, sorry, I, yeah, anything else. Instead, I text her and said, I'm going to be about 10 minutes late. I shit my pants. <laughs> and she was like, oh, wow. Oh, oh, Okay. And I don't know why I told her that. As soon as I typed it, I was like, "You could have said literally anything else." But it was less embarrassing to me to have pooped my pants than it would have than it would have been to be like, "Oh, my eyelash fell off. I got to stop at the store." That's the poop scoop. So I don't know if that's scraping the bottom of the barrel or if you enjoyed that or not. But email me your poop stories. No, I, I got three. Oh, I'm burping now. Um, yeah ah, oh, it's good to be Like the weeks seem really long and blended together. And I, I, I love doing this. I just love coming in here. It feels like I'm working out a bunch of shit. That's just in my head that I, uh, that I, I don't know that it's getting back out in the world is really, it's been, a, it's been, it's been a little difficult. Um, the voices in my head want me to think everybody hates me and, that's really embarrassing, that's not embarrassing, but that's hard to admit. That's, that's, um, because I like to, I come off as, you know, confident and, um, and self-love and all that stuff, but I'm still a human and, and being around and, you know, being around new people is still really, especially, I mean, the restaurant industry is just kind of a cat, most industries are just kind of a little bit of a petty high school place. And, The best thing you can do is just keep your head down. I keep your head down, you know, like, right, you know, be confident and stuff. But I mean, the the only thing I can do there is just like work, be nice, go home, make money, go home, keep focusing on my goals. It is not 2011 and I don't need this to survive. If I don't have this, I will get something else. And um, yeah, so just be nice to yourself. I, a lot of really strong awesome people I know are starting to break under all this it's just it's starting to and then there's no end in sight you know like the elections coming up and it's just like who even knows what's gonna happen after that like who we it's just such a crazy uncertain time and then we can't leave because no one we're banned from traveling to most of the other countries. <laughs> I know that that's not funny, but it's so fucking ludicrous that it's it's a little funny. Like Canada just announced that if Trump wins, that they're going to extend their 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 travel ban to 2024. Like that's crazy. Until he's out of office. Like we're not going to be able to go to Canada. I I CNN told me that. I didn't read much more into it other than that, but that's crazy. Um so just be nice to yourself this is a wild fucking time this is this is a what and wear your mask dude just wear the mask I now am out in the world and I have to tell a lot of people to put on their masks because I'm working in a restaurant and a lot of people aren't and the the amount of people who go like who keep walking and say sorry as they're like kind of it's like stop put your fucking mask on I'm gonna snap that place is gonna get shut down I'm gonna be unemployed soon anyway um I said that quickly in the passing, but like football Sunday was a fucking shit show with masks and social distancing. Like it was like a tiny example of why America is exactly where America is like four groups of people didn't know each other got real drunk. By the end of the day, we're all like holding each other, hugging, making out like no masks on, like moving throughout the restaurant. They're now banned from the restaurant because they wouldn't listen to like the social distancing and fucking wearing their masks. But like it was just like, oh my God, we'll see everybody in 2023. Like no one is like, fuck. Um, I, I just, I'm scared that if we have to go back into hiding, I'm going to snap. I already feel like I'm going fucking crazy. Well, this was like a calm and then I flipped out again. Um, I want to end with, I am one lucky broad. Uh, I'm one lucky broad. I think I already said it earlier, but I am one lucky broad. We all are one lucky broads to have RGB, to be in a lifetime with that woman, to be, to share the earth with that woman. Um, we're very and I and I'm one lucky broad that I've had some incredible women in my life that have that have shaped my opinions my views my heart everything I, like I'm just I didn't grow up with a uh, uh, strong women um uh figures my cousin Maggie of course but you know she was uh, not until we got older um just because high school and blah blah, blah. but <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I'm not saying that she's not my aunt Amy was a strong lady but we didn't talk politics or any of that stuff but I mean I just didn't grow up with this like women's rights feminist attitude I uh, with th- those type of women and um I mean and I'm one lucky broad that I, I'm surrounded by these warrior women that are going to make a difference in the world and love me and call me family and that's fuck man that's just I don't even know how to describe that Oh, boy. Every time I end this, I'm always like, should I delete this and start over? But I'm not going to. I don't know if it's out of the I promised you I would never do that or lie. Or if it's just sheer laziness that we've been in here an hour, my butt is definitely numb. And um, we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you for listening. Um, I am going to I, I might have some news soon about um, more episodes more 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 content i guess uh maybe i'm supposed to be on a call today to find out we'll find out Woo! um and uh but i we got a new episode every wednesday for now uh noon um Please follow me on all the socials. I'm K-Y-M-K-R-A-L. I have merch. Like I told you, like kind of a little bit in the beginning, I have uh, sweatshirts, T-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, a beach towel, I think. I don't know. Go to KimCrawl.com. You can get some fun, awkward and awesome, sweet, creepy, I'm one lucky broad or crawlspace stuff. Um, I would love it, love it, love it. If you if you rocked some of my, my rocked some of my gear, I am so sorry I said that. I am not a person that is able to say shit like that. Rock some of my gear. Nope. I'd be really grateful and excited if you wore one of my t-shirts or stickers. Um, Yeah. What else was I going to say? Follow me on Instagram. And if you get a second, um, please leave a rating and a review. I've kind of, I've kind of plateaued on that. So, Uh, And I've gotten a little more one star reviews, which is a little bit of a bummer, but sort of kind of cool, which means I'm getting uh, like, you know, like, like we all like the saying says, if everybody likes you, you're, you're not you're doing something wrong. But I would I'm kind of stagnant on my reviews and my ratings. So if you get a second, it just takes one minute, go to podcast, Apple podcasts and uh, rate review. Uh, leave a review that would mean the world to me and it just takes a minute so please 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 um and share this share it subscribe all that stuff thank you for listening thank you for letting me work out all the the wild crap that runs through my brain it really it means so much to me and it means i it means a lot to me that um uh a lot of you relate to it so whew, until next week hope you guys have a good week be kind wear your mask and bye Cross space, cross space, I'm